Hi there, I'm Mark, one of the pastors at Redemption Gateway, and welcome back to The Daily Dose. We're in a series right now just looking at a number of ways in which we can be certain that God cares for us. And I want to tell you a quick story. I got a call uh, the other day from my wife, and my daughter was on the phone. Um, she's five years old, her name's Ashley, and as soon as I picked up the phone, I knew something was wrong. I could, I could hear it in her voice, uh, and, and right away, just with the broken, hi, and she just broke down into gut-wrenching, just body-wreaking havoc tears. Uh, and I knew what had happened. She just finished up her last Zoom call with her teacher and her class and, uh, and had just come to the realization of she's never going to be in that room with her teacher and her friends ever again. And it's just, it's sad, right? You, anybody is gonna grieve that kind of loss, but it, it's easy uh, for us grown-ups to look at that and kind of, you know, pat the kid on the head and say, well, hey, you're going to forget about this and next year. You'll, you'll get new friends next year and it'll be awesome. But that wasn't how I responded in the moment. I was, I was broken by her broken heart. And I just, I found myself just weeping and crying with her over the phone. And like I said, I could have reasoned with her. I could have given her all the reasons and rationalizations why she didn't need to feel that way. But well, what purpose would that serve? All it would do would be to minimize or, or trivialize her pain. Um, and so all I really wanted to do was just communicate, I love you, I'm here with you. I just told her, like, I wish I was there right now so I could give you a big hug. And here's the thing, I didn't have to strategically plan what kind of response do I need to give to my daughter when her heart is broken. It's just, it was a natural, my heart connecting with hers. And actually, that's, that's exactly why I know that God cares about me and God cares about you. Because like any good father, he's hurt by what hurts us. He's affected by what affects us. You see, God doesn't just care about my obedience or how I respond to my situation. He actually cares deeply about my situation and about my experience in it. Isaiah 53 says that Jesus is the one who is acquainted with grief. That is, he's, he's personally, relationally experienced the kind of grief and sorrow that every one of us has had, that every one of us has been shaped by. And the author of Hebrews indicates that a primary reason for Jesus' grief and suffering is so that he could sympathize with us and comfort us and help us in our own grief and suffering. See, Jesus was hurt so that he could be hurt by what hurts us. Not so that he could understand grief and suffering and the, con and the uh, abstract or the conceptual, but rather that he would understand it personally and experientially. It's a way in which he connects to us as our loving father. You see this play out beautifully in John 11 where uh, Jesus's friend Lazarus died. And four days later, Jesus shows up and Mary and Martha, Lazarus's sisters, both essentially kind of accuse Jesus angrily of the same thing. Jesus, if you would have been here, our brother would not have died. And Jesus could have responded in any number of ways. He could have responded with indignation. Don't you know who I am? I'm the son of God. You can't talk to me like that. He could have responded with, um, you know, some kind of calling their, their faith into question. Again, don't you know who I am? Don't you trust me? Haven't you seen what I've done before? He could have responded by giving them perspective. Like I could have given Ashlyn, oh, you'll, get, you'll make new friends next year. Hey guys, just relax, calm down, wait and see what I'm going to do. But Jesus didn't do any of that. Instead, we, we see what happens in verse 33 of John 11. It says, when Jesus saw her weeping... And the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved and greatly troubled in his spirit. And then he didn't say anything. 
He didn't go and do anything. He didn't immediately, immediately perform some kind of miracle. He just wept. Jesus wept because God is a good father who's hurt by what hurts his kids. When was the last time you experienced God hurting with you? Can you recall a time when it felt like Jesus was alongside you in your suffering, crying with you in your pain and in your grief? My time in the counseling room tells me that, that most of us have never experienced that. Um, and usually it's because we haven't actually been honest with God about our experience. Uh, we sanitize our prayers with Christianese and praises and thy will be done. Um, but we're hesitant to talk to God like Mary and Martha. We don't cry out like David, God, why are you hiding your face from me? Uh, we, don't, we don't cry out like Jesus on the cross. My God, why have you forsaken me? And if that's not a regular part of your relationship and your conversation with God, it's time to start. Just like my daughter lost it with me over the phone because of her sadness, God is inviting you to lose it with him in prayer in the midst of whatever your situation is, your, your anger, your questioning, your fear, your doubt, your pain, your wordless tears, whatever it may be. As a loving father who's hurt by what hurts his kids, God is inviting you to take him up on that offer. The offer that he gives in Hebrews 4, 15 and 16, that we can boldly and confidently approach the throne to find mercy and help in time of need. If you don't know how to do that, if, if you don't even know how to do that in your own words, and let the words of the Psalms do that for you. Pray Psalm 10, Psalm 13, Psalm 73, Psalm 88, Psalm 103. Throughout the Psalms, there are all these words that we get to take and make our own. Scripture speaks our language to God. And I would encourage you to do that and, and trust that you will experience God as the one who's hurt by what's hurting you. And that is how we know he cares for us.